So I feel like a lot of these podcasts are going to be a direct result of questions that I've been getting while out on the campaign trail. And today I was at an event at the Salt Lake County Library. Lots of great people, lots of great questions. Thank you to everybody who attended. It was a great crowd. And of course, after we each give our spiel, then people get to ask questions. And most of the questions were pretty tame, and it's nice to be around people who are not looking to attack or to insult or anything like that. It actually gives me a lot of hope. But this one gentleman, he says, I have one question for each of you. And then he says, yes or no, are you against term limits? And he points at one candidate and says, yes or no. And then he points at the candidate, yes or no. And then he points at me, yes or no. And of course, each of the other candidates said, yes, they are in favor. And then it gets to me. And I said, it's not as simple as yes or no. And he goes, yes, it is. It's just that simple. You can't agree or disagree with anything else. It's just that simple. And I said, if you'll hand me the microphone, I will help you understand why this is not a yes or no question. And so they handed me the microphone and he was very kind, but I began to explain to him a few things. And one of the first things he said is that the founders wanted term limits. It's in the Articles of Confederation. They wanted term limits. Okay, let's be very clear here. First of all, if the founders wanted term limits, don't you think they would have ended up in the Constitution? not in some writings that were written about the Constitution. Don't you think that it would have been made its way into law? Not even the President of the United States had term limits when the Constitution was passed. Now, I'm not suggesting that that's not a reason to go in and put term limits. If you want something, amend the Constitution, put term limits in on a state level, do whatever you want to do. But at first, it was just funny to me that the founders, and we always do this, the founders wanted something. And I'm like, well, if they wanted it, how come it never made it into the Constitution? Then I talked about our system of government and how it is basically corrupt right now. And how if you inserted term limits into our current mode of being, I don't believe it would have any impact whatsoever. Currently, the two parties run the political system, and they know exactly how we're going to vote before we vote. We know this because gerrymandering works. So currently, the parties know exactly how we're going to vote. This is how they can gerrymander districts, because they know that before they put up a candidate, before we know anything about their name, their experience, or anything else, they know how we're going to vote, with the exception of a primary, which is usually between two people or three people who really you can't tell the difference between any of them. So if we insert term limits into the current system without any changes, do you really think we're going to get anything different? No, you're going to get hand-picked candidates from the two parties and you're not going to see any difference whatsoever. So my first comment is, unless you change some other things, term limits will absolutely have no value. What are some of those things that need to be changed? First of all, it's us. We have to change. 
We have to stop signaling who we're going to vote for, stop guaranteeing that we're going to vote for a Republican or a Democrat no matter what. If the parties had to come to us and find out what we wanted and every single time have to come in our direction and say, please, kind sir, would you vote for me? Then all of a sudden it becomes much more difficult for candidates to continue in office over and over again. See, what this individual that I was spoken to uh, didn't realize or didn't understand is that, and this is this is a secret for you, term limits are already in the Constitution. Let me say it one more time. Term limits are already in the Constitution. And you might be saying, J-Mac, how can term limits be in the Constitution? Well, it's very simple. That's what representation is. When you have a candidate who the people don't like, you replace them. You replace them with your vote. Built-in term limits. What I find when people are talking about term limits is typically that there's a candidate in there that they don't like and they don't have the ability to get rid of them, so they want term limits. But when they have a candidate that they love and that has seniority and is doing all of these great things, they don't ask for term limits. So it's kind of like a lazy man's form of representation. If you want to get rid of a candidate, then you should do what you always should do when you want to change issues in our society, when you want to pass new laws, when you want to create cultural change. You should get out there, pound the pavement, change hearts and minds, and get somebody else into that position. And stop relying on one party or the other to produce this savior who is somehow going to solve all of our problems. And along those lines, we need to stop, stop believing that any one person or candidate has that type of authority. We're told every single every single election, this is the election of our lives. This is the most pivotal moment. This one, it, it will destroy our country or save our country. I've been hearing that for 20 years and so have you. And it's it's simply not true. If that were true, then that would mean that our founders really screwed up when they designed the Constitution. If one single person could bring it all down. Now, I will say that Donald Trump is going to come pretty close, but I still have enough faith in this country that we can overcome even him. So look, I don't expect you to come around and 100% believe what I have to say about term limits, but I hope that you can at least understand how I came to my conclusion. And and I want to end with this important point, and that is that I believe term limits, they punish the bad but they also punish the good. When you've got a representative that is doing an amazing job, that is passing great legislation, that has a huge approval rating, that has uh, seniority for your state, why on earth would you get rid of that person? The only reason you would get rid of that person is out of fear of somebody who is bad. But the Constitution already gives us that. 
We already have a way to get rid of somebody who is bad. And you be, you might be saying, but they're in another state and I don't like them. Well, that's not your choice. That's not your place to decide. That means that in the other state that their elected uh, representatives were chosen through an electoral process and their constituents like them. We seem to operate under the belief that we should get who we want or they get term limited out or we have civil war or something like that. That is not the way it is designed. If you don't like another candidate from another state, guess what? It's not up to you. Just like if they don't like your candidate from your state, it's not up to them. It's up to everybody to raise awareness, to do everything they can to make a difference. So bottom line, I do not like term limits under our current conditions. If we were able to change our current conditions, I believe that the built-in term limits of the Constitution are already there. That's what representation is. That's what our vote is about. I would love your comments in uh, the comment section about term limits. I suspect that many of you are going to disagree with me. And it was funny that I had a conversation with this same gentleman after he asked his question. And he looked at me and he said, how do I know that you're not going to get to Washington and change your opinions just to get reelected? And I looked at him and I said, you know, because of this conversation that we just had, I could have very easily said to you that I believe in term limits and it would have been done. No, no issue whatsoever. But I refused and I took the heat and I took the time to explain it to you. That to me is the most we can ask for any of our representatives. And he patted me on the back and he said, I totally don't, I don't agree with you totally, but I understand how you got there and you definitely have my vote. And to me, it was just kind of a microcosm of how things should be. Not that we should all agree on every single thing, but that we ought to be able to have civil discourse. And that's what this was. It was civil discourse. And we came a little bit closer to each other's positions. We certainly ended up with more respect for each other. Because when at first, when I said, when I wouldn't take the yes or no, he was mad. He wanted me to say yes or no. And in the end, we shook hands, we we're friends, and I know that I'm gonna get his vote. So perfect example to me of how we should be running things when it comes to political discourse in our society. Uh, I hope that I will see you out on the campaign trail. If you have any questions, please take a minute and put them in the comments. Please help us out on this campaign. I promise I'll be a great steward of your money and I will use it to change hearts and minds and do everything in my power to save this country before it's too late. You can go to jmacforutah.com and make your donation there. Have a wonderful night.